Hi, welcome to the Inspired Painter Podcast. My name is Jessica Libor, and I am a Philadelphia-based artist, curator, and art professor, as well as artist coach. In this podcast, I cover topics vital to the success of emerging and established artists, like inspiration, mindset, art business relationships, and artist career strategy. You'll also hear interviews from art world luminaries who share their wisdom. My goal for this podcast is for you to feel encouraged, inspired, and in control of your art career, and to help you become the best artist that you can be. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you today. And I wanted to talk about a fun topic today, and that is five ways that making art is also like gardening. So this came to mind yesterday because I actually spent the entire day gardening pretty much. I was like hardcore gardening for like three hours straight. Um, It was such a beautiful day yesterday. I live in Pennsylvania in the United States and we had such a beautiful day. It was like 72 degrees out and the sun was shining and there was like a light breeze and I just really wanted to be outside and I just dropped all of my plans for the day and um, went outside and I have a small yard. It's like a small narrow yard. I'm so grateful to have like um, a bit of earth is what they say in the secret garden. (laughs) Um, But anyway, I have done a little bit of gardening in previous years, but I haven't gone too far into it. But this year, I have been reading like all winter about gardening books um, and specifically about like growing your own food. It's something I've gotten really into. Um, That and like foraging, which is the ability to go out into the wild and to identify plants that you can eat and survive on. So anyway, I've just gotten really into the natural world and kind of cultivation over this year and this spring and summer, I really want to try and raise my own food, even though I have a very small space. It's definitely enough to have a little garden and definitely enough for me to learn about how to do it, you know? So I got some seeds this week and um, some tools, and I'm going to be making my own little garden patch in the backyard. Um, but already, I, I in in previous years, I've cultivated roses so that I have like Um, how many rose bushes do I have? I have like six rose bushes in the backyard and they're doing really well. Um, they're, they're beautiful, um, all different kinds. And I have this rose tree too, very, very much out of like Alice in Wonderland, you know, where she is, um, painting the roses red or whatever. So, um, that's what it reminded me of. And that's like the centerpiece of my garden and everything else is kind of like around it. And then I have these little topiary bushes in between the rose bushes. And um, it's kind of like a miniature version of like a little French garden. So um, yeah, it's already gotten some, some beautiful plants in it. But the back of the garden is where there's space to make like a vegetable garden. And I've already like planted all out in my mind, I'm going to start the seedlings um, first indoors. So just waiting for that little, the little pots to arrive for me to get that started and then bring them outside. And, um, I'll just learn as I go, you know, um, cause I feel like a lot of this, 
Uh, like if you want to garden, you can just like Google every step of the way, you know, but you won't actually like grow to know what you're doing until you actually do it. At least that's how it is with me. So I'm looking forward to learning a lot this spring, this summer, as I start to cultivate my own vegetables and fruits and stuff. So it's very exciting. And anyway, so yesterday I was just out in the garden and I was there out there for like three hours because I hadn't worked in it all winter. And there was such a buildup of, you know, all of these leaves and just like debris from like over the winter because there is this huge tree that like overhangs my yard. So I, I do have to kind of like always clean up a lot in the fall and in the spring. So I was just like getting rid of leaves and then I did so much pruning, oh my goodness, for my rose bushes and um, for my topiary little bushes, like sculpting sculpting them again. And it was so satisfying, so much fun. And I just like loved getting my hands dirty. And before I knew it, three, like three or four hours had gone by and um, I, I, I hadn't even realized it. So I went back inside and cleaned everything up. But oh my goodness, today I am so sore. Wow, I have not been this tired and sore in like such a long time. And I work out a lot, but I guess this was just like such an intense workout because I was, I did like, um, I dug up some plants and I like put them other places and um, there was a lot of like manual labor going on (laughs) yesterday. So I'm very, very sore. But anyway, it just got me thinking as I was out there, you know, cultivating everything that this is kind of like making art. Gardening is like making art. First of all, it's, it, it's both like creating something, right? You're, you're in both instances, you're taking raw materials and you're creating something out of it. So in the case of artists, we're taking these raw materials of like paints, brushes, and your canvas, and you're creating something with a vision. So you're guiding these um, materials into creating something new, right? It's all about your intention. And then in in a gardening aspect, you're also creating something. So, you know, we use our own human mind to um, to set the intention to create something. So I have a vision in my mind of what I want my garden to be like. And when I go out there, I am working towards that vision. I'm sculpting the garden to become what it already is in my mind, where I see that it could go. And in both of those instances, we are using our creative mind to create something that doesn't exist yet. So both ways are very, very artistic, very, um, very creative. But I thought of five specific ways that making art is like gardening. And I just want to share them with you in case you like gardening. Um, or if you like art or if you like them both, I just thought it would be an encouraging and fun episode. So number one, preparation is key. So the soil, the setup and the richness of the soil is very important. So you don't just like plant something in a patch that's like infested by weeds, right? You actually prepare it first. So you get rid of all the weeds. If the soil isn't good, you prepare it with like better soil. You break everything up. And you get everything ready to put the seeds, to put the plants within that spot. So this to me is like preparing for your art 
where you use good materials, um, you take classes, and you keep your mind fed with positive creative imagery. So this is a way that basically when you sow the seeds of your creativity, they're actually going to grow into a really beautiful plant. Um, if you prepare first and then um, and then sow the seeds or plant the plant and it'll grow so much better if you actually prepare first. So yeah, the way that I imagine doing this as an artist is keeping your mind positive and clear. Um, using good materials is actually really important and your your work looks different when you use better materials. I've noticed within myself. So um, some of my favorite materials, Michael Harding paints. Um, I, I like to get new brushes um, every couple paintings. I use a lot of fine tipped brushes, so um, I get new ones every couple months. And then also um, there is a panel maker in Brooklyn and they're called art panels. And they're made in Brooklyn, and um, I love working on their panels. They they have um, they have oil primed linen that's mounted on a panel, and it's just the smoothest, most gorgeous thing that you can think of to actually paint on. And if I have like a really nice commission or something, or you know, if I know I'm gonna make a nice painting. You know, um, I order some of those and. And I work on those and I can tell you that my work looks dramatically different on that kind of a surface than it does on like a cheap like um, cardboard mounted canvas from Michaels or something. <laughs> so um, definitely think about the preparation. Think about what you want your artwork to look like and and then also keeping your mind fed with positive creative imagery and um just keeping your mind clear, I think, is really, really important. This episode is sponsored by the Luminary Artist Academy. The Luminary Artist Academy is a six-month, self-paced, transformational course for contemporary realist feminine artists to blossom into the higher level of professional success from the inside out. The Luminary Artist Academy was written for you. As an artist myself who has been through the dark night of my own soul and through the thickets of my own limiting beliefs, in order to come out on the other side, I feel the struggle and I know where you are. I know the desires that you feel and the frustration at feeling like they are out of reach and I have discovered the keys to unlocking your own potential and totally transforming the reality of your creative practice and your experience as an artist in a very short time after doing it myself. And I wrote the Luminary Artist Academy to share this process with you. So the Luminary Artist Academy is a comprehensive, detailed, step-by-step -step course that takes you on an odyssey through the inner chambers of your heart and soul to your creative practice and out into the world where you shine your confident feminine light as a luminary in your field. This course supports you every single step of the way to guide you into stepping into your highest version of yourself within your artistic career and your life. Don't let another year go by just thinking about it and without taking action. Being in limbo, saying next time or I'll do it later 
is the reason why you feel like you're spinning your wheels and staying stuck. By doing the same things in the same way, you'll likely be in the same place you are now, six months from now, if you don't take action. Take the first steps today to believe in a different future for yourself. The gallery shows press celebrating your work and sales pouring in from your art is what you know you are meant for and what you ultimately deserve. Your most aligned artistic career is waiting for you. It's time to believe in yourself and value your dreams. I believe in you. Explore the course via the link in the show notes or at www.thevisionaryartistsalon.com. Okay, number two, ideas are like seeds and a lot of growth is invisible before you see it. So the roots in a garden have to take to the soil and they have to like put their little roots down and they, they put their roots down and they, um, they go deeper and deeper into the ground before the plant is even seen above the ground. So there's so much invisible work going on beneath the surface before that little sprout even pokes its head up. So likewise, your creative ideas have a germination cycle in your sketchbooks, in your mind, before they manifest into a painting. So I know that everybody likes to have things instantly and in today's Instagrammable society, um, especially for artists, I feel like we can get sucked into this. We want to have like these amazing paintings like immediately, like once a week, like I just want to have like an amazing painting I can post. But real in reality, especially for realist artists, like our art takes time. And just to remember that you're not looking for that instant gratification, you really want to contribute to society and to history, right? So that's not going to be like an instant thing. And just like gardening, just like nature, like nothing in nature is instant. So um, if you're talking about like natural growth, uh, so your ideas are like seeds. And for your art career, a lot of your growth is invisible to those around you before they see it but you have to have those roots and let those roots take take to the soil you know of your mind and let your ideas kind of grow a bit before showing them to the world and I believe that if you cultivate your mind and your creativity eventually you know your creativity as an artist has to come out just like in the garden, you know, the, the plant has to come forth. It's just natural. So, um, so yeah, ideas are like seeds and don't be discouraged if you're not having like a masterpiece every week or even like every month because so much growth has to happen before you get to that point. And, um, so, so don't, don't be down on yourself because, it's very close to nature, the way that an artist works. We have to cultivate our mind. We have to let our ideas grow. And then we create these like amazing works. Okay, number three, protecting your plants is important. So there's a lot of birds, insects, and animals out there who would love to enjoy the fruits of your garden. But it's up to you to protect your carefully tended crops, whether with fences, sprays, little cages, whatever you find to keep them safe. 
Like so, protecting your energy as an artist is important. You can't do everything. So pick the projects and pieces that align with your best self, with the artist that you want to be, with who you visualize yourself to be someday, and take steps to only do those things. And have boundaries, kind of like the fences, around your time and energy so you can focus on what really matters to you in your art career. So protecting your plants is very much like protecting your energy as an artist. Okay, number four, weed and prune as necessary. So weeds draw the nutrients in the soil away from your plant and removing them helps your plant to thrive. Pruning does a similar thing in that it helps strengthen the core part of your plant and make it hardier and it guides it firmly into a beautiful shape and direction. You have the ability to weed out the unnecessary parts of your art career and life by removing what isn't working so you can focus on more of what is working. And you have the ability to prune those habits and methods of art making into a beautiful, strong, and focused shape, which will help your career blossom into a healthy, sustainable practice you are proud of. So weeding and pruning, (laughs) just getting rid of the things that aren't working and that aren't your priority. You know, there's so many different opportunities for artists out there, but you really have to decide what are you going to spend your time and energy on. And um, because you don't want the quote weeds, like the opportunities that are not aligned with where you're going to take away your time and energy, right? So, um, so an example of this would be like, um, maybe you have like a part-time job, um, teaching somewhere and you, maybe you, you, you also have another job teaching somewhere else. You have these two jobs teaching and one of them you don't enjoy as much. And one of them you really do because of like the topics you cover or whatever reasons, one feels more aligned to you than the other but you're afraid of letting go of one of them, maybe because of the income, um, whatever that reason may be. Um, But if you let it go because you don't enjoy it and you don't want more of it, then that makes space for something to enter into your life that is more aligned and that will create more of that life that you truly want. So that's kind of the idea I have about weeding and pruning. So it's just shaping your life, basically saying no to some opportunities and then saying yes to the ones that are really for you. All right. And number five, have patience. A beautiful blossoming rose bush doesn't happen overnight and neither does a luscious vegetable garden full of ripe, healthy, organic veggies from your backyard. It's the result of planning dedication, you know, weeding, protecting your plants, preparing the soil, and staying on top of it, and a little bit of growth every single day from your plant that adds up to the natural flowering and harvest of your plants. This naturally happens when you work at it a little bit every day, just a little bit every day, and you can't really force it. Um, It needs that time to germinate and to grow. And the same can be said for your art career. You can't really force yourself to have like amazing ideas, nor can you force yourself to paint 
you know, 17 hours a day to create work. You have to allow yourself the time and the space to organically create this work from your soul and give yourself space in between to rest, to grow, and to, yeah, to really let yourself germinate your ideas as an artist. So yeah, that's what I had for you today. I thought that it was just such a perfect allegory for being an artist as I was out there gardening, because I was just thinking about like the ways that I do similar things for my art career as the ways that I'm preparing for the garden. So I hope you have a wonderful week and I hope you enjoy the weather if it's nice where you are and um, enjoy the hope of springtime. I love the spring. It's my favorite time of year. So have a wonderful week guys and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspired Painter podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate you leaving a five-star review with your experience. This helps other people discover the podcast who might be encouraged by it as well. And if you are interested in booking a coaching call with me to create a plan for your art career and overcome limits that may be holding you back, please visit the link in the show notes or send me a DM on Instagram at Jessica Libor Studio. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, stay inspired.